Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here with clarinetist, saxophonist, and vocalist Chloe Fioranzo. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good evening, and welcome to San Diego Sessions. I'm uh, your host, Ed Kornhauser. Good morning, and uh, this is your other host, Ian Tordella, or whatever time it is where you are. It's actually evening here. This is the first time we've recorded not in the morning or the afternoon. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> and we're here again with uh, Chloe Fioranzo. Good morning, Chloe. Good morning. How's it going? It's going well. All right. Well, we, before we dive into some music, I have some issues to address with Ed. Oh, address away. This is our. This is a 55th edition of our segment. It's called is This Versus That. 55. Is that the adamantium anniversary? I don't know. <laughs> but it's been going downhill for a while. But yeah. let's see what I came up with today. This is zirconium. So Ed is going to have to pick uh, one and only one. I'm going to give him two options and he's going to pick one. And But some of these are, are pretty clarinet centric. So I'm going to invite Chloe to jump oh, no. in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First up. Well, actually, let, let's start with uh, uh, trumpet. Mm. Okay. Trumpeter Don Ellis, mm. known for working with uh, Jackie Byard, Gary Peacock, all those guys. Or um, percussionist who worked with Miles Davis in the 70s, Don Elias. Hmm. I think, you know, Don Ellis, you know, he had a cool... You said Don Ellis. Don, yeah, Wait. Don Ellis. Don Ellis. Don you Elias. said... Right. You said Don... Yeah. I've, I've always loved <laughs> uh, Don Ellis' sound with his band, but I've always loved... Um, what Don Elias added to anything. And of the two of them, Don Elias was the only one I've ever seen live. So I'm going to go with Don Elias. <laughs> oh, really? So? Yeah. I saw Don Elias once and he, yeah, in, in the Blue Note in New York when I was like 19 with Randy Brecker, Mike Minieri, uh, Richard Bona, a string section from NYU and Chris what? Potter. Wow. Okay. Oh, and it was so, it was kind of funny to see Randy Brecker. Uh, did I, I said Randy Brecker, yeah, right? Yeah, Randy Brecker. Yes. Michael Brecker died the following day. Oh my God. That was so was weird. I saw his brother the previous night. Wow. That was such a weird thing. Yeah. What? He died the next day. Oh my gosh. He was, that was a great, that was a great concert. You know, bittersweet the next day thinking about it. Okay. Into clarinet land here. Uh, number two, a guy who I've, I always seem to mention him in this versus that, <laughs> but he's known mm-hmm. for uh, one of the pioneers of free jazz and worked with Jim Hall a lot, clarinetist. Mm-hmm. And saxophonist Jimmy Jufri hmm. versus a seminal clarinetist who spent, I think, like 25 years in Duke Ellington's band, Jimmy Hamilton. So Jimmy Jufri 
or Jimmy Hamilton? I'm not clued into Jimmy Hamilton as much. Do you know who Jimmy oh, Hamilton yeah. is? Um, or not, was? I mean, clearly we know who he is now, but yeah. Not as well as I should. Yeah. Um, well, as you guys can all see, I'm wearing my Duke Ellington t-shirt, so there's going to be a lot yes. of Duke Ellington trivia. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. it's great that podcasts are not an audio medium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'll go, I mean, I, I, I love Jimmy Jufri's playing, so I guess I'll, I'll go with him. Although the Duke Ellington Orchestra is a, incredible too i just don't know as many of their individual members as i perhaps should what do you think chloe i'm gonna go with hamilton oh all right (laughs) one and one okay last one you guys have made it this far so we can get to the end uh (laughs) is that how it works yes yes okay clarinetist uh whose career spanned like early jazz right into bebop peewee russell and another guy whose career spanned about the same time russell Procope, also clarinetist with Ellington. You're again, you're yes. hitting me half. I don't know the Ellington <laughs> yeah, band members. I, I don't know. I know, I know Pee Wee Russell, but I don't know Pee Wee. Oh, Russell Procope. Oh, yeah. Russell Procope. Sorry, I'm yeah, getting yeah. myself addled here. Yeah. Shoot, you're man. You're 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 stumping me bad today. Throw <laughs> me a softball here, man. Seriously. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, I, I plead the fifth, or or I I I I'm gonna forward this to you, Chloe. Yeah, I'm gonna just say Pee Wee Russell because I don't know. We gotta go with Pee Wee Russell. I yes. Don't know. Oh, wow, Russell. shoot, well, I feel sure, bad. You know, I know. Right? I'm sure you've heard Russell Prokop if you've heard. Yeah. Heard that Ellington, you know, Ellington of that period. Yes. Wow. So, I, guess, I guess I need to know what I need. I guess I know what I need to listen to. Right. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. <laughs> I, think wow. I should know better. Stump me bad. All right, and that was the 55th edition of this versus that. And once again, we're here with Chloe Fioranzo, and we're going to kick it off with a tune. Um, what's this first one? This one is from an album, um, the latest album of the Alberman uh, band that I have in New Orleans called the Shake 'em Up Jazz Band. And off of our latest album, A Woman's Place, this is, um, this is a song called Sugar Blues.
just heard Sugar Blues, and that's from the latest CD uh, from 2018 from the Shake 'Em Up Jazz Band, and that CD is called A Woman's Place, or album, I should say. You know, only old guys listen to CDs. I'm, I, I'm holding the CD in my hand right now, so it's not a totally extinct technology. It's still no, extinct. No, it still works. Yeah. So um, who all plays in this ensemble with you? Um, so... Uh, there's six of us, uh, me on clarinet, there's uh, Marla Dixon on trumpet and vocals, uh, Molly Reeves on guitar and vocals, um, Julie Sectionator on bass, uh, Daphne, I cannot remember her last name, I can't pronounce it at uh, all, but she totally understands. It's uh, She's from Turkey, so she it's a little hard to I'm pronounce. I'm looking at it now, it does act, she's the washboard player. <laughs> And that is a um, difficult <laughs> last name. I'll, maybe I can try and pronounce it a little later. But um, Daphne on the washboard and Haruka Kikuchi on the trombone. Right on. And yeah, we all um, we all are in different groups, but uh, uh, whenever we come together, it's always a fun time. Clearly. No, you, <laughs> you guys have a great, great vibe together. And you're all based in New Orleans now. Yeah, yeah, we all we all live in New Orleans. I should I should say this I should say this real quick, uh, because this podcast is San Diego Sessions. Uh, you're from here. <laughs> yes, I'm actually from here. I grew up here, but I don't live here anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and everyone in the band it, it lives in New Orleans. Now. Yeah, lives in New Orleans. Yes. Um, how did you come together in the first place? Um, so we it was kind of a. a Kind of a random thing. So there's a program in New Orleans called Girls Rock Camp. And basically it just promotes music for little girls. And like you can basically just show them like, hey, you can do any instrument. You don't have to stick with, you know, like being a vocalist or doing it. You can just do whatever. And they bring in bands uh, during the lunch hour just to come and play. And while there really wasn't any like New Orleans all ladies group of the style that we do. Mm. And so um, Shay Cohen of Tuba Skinny, um, she called the musicians that she knew of in the city that does the style that we do. And she's like, hey, can you do this gig? And as as like a practice, we went and did like, like a really, you know, 
non-paying gig at um, one of the bars in town and someone took a picture put it on the internet and like a couple of days later we got a gig in Italy <laughs> Just so, because we <laughs> all were right. all we all play in different bands oh, and like wow. different stuff around the city so a lot of the women in the band are well known in just different different parts so like like oh my gosh all of these women in one band yes you know people just kind of were like yes they're it, really excited about it so and it's a we, super group super group and we um like we started playing and we we're just like oh this is awesome and it wasn't so much like we weren't trying to make it like oh yeah female power it just uh it was just like we just really enjoyed playing with each other and because you know sometimes you get thrown in to like like all female band situations and it doesn't really click but you still have to do it um but this one was just like oh no this is special and this is wonderful and we're just gonna run with it and we try yeah we just try and uh we try and keep the bar pretty high and like try and just like do gigs that we really enjoy because it's not our full-time right. thing. So yeah, and we've been pretty lucky so far. So it's been really nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do you, so you, you play more traditional jazz, more, more New Orleans mm. based tunes. Um, do you write originals for the group or do you perform <laughs> no. mostly? And I mean, anyone in the group or is mm. it mostly like kind of a repertoire band? It's mostly, um, we try and find songs that are not the typical like top 40 uh chad jazz standards that are right. kind of flown around in the scene and this last album that we, that you guys just played um a it's place. a tribute to yeah women's place and that is a nod to the title of the track which is a woman's place is in the groove hmm. and um it is the whole album is a tribute to women composers of the 1920s and 1930s so every song on there is written, uh, composed by a woman that is so cool. Yeah. I was looking it up. Either lyrics or the music yeah. were composed by mm-hmm. by by a woman. That is that is rad. And these are kind of what you said earlier. These are not common calls necessarily Mm-mm. amongst. No. They're all they they're all great. And, I know, and, right? And, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they seem like they they should be like common. Hopefully, yeah. maybe if you guys play them out more, people are like, hey, we should do that song too. Yeah, I, I hopefully, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. It's a, it's a great sounding sounding record, and I know this is an audio medium, but also the uh, the cover art is um, is very cool. And you said somebody in the band did, mm-hmm. does so, this. So uh, uh, the guitar player and the washboard player got together and made a bunch of wire figures of us <laughs> as a band and did the wire, the title track and. It turned out so good. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm kind of, I've just sort of been a fan <laughs> of like wire art because it's always, it's like one wire and they just wire yeah. it. It's really quite neat. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, you know, it's pretty cool. I like it. And so, we'll put that up on our Instagram. If you yes. guys want to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> At San Diego Sessions. Um, so does this band have plans to do another record? I know this one just came out. This is this your year, second. Yeah, or, so this I actually guess. came out earlier this year. So we're going to hopefully record one, bring it, put it out next year. Yeah. Um, but this one came out. Um, uh, we did uh, the New Orleans Jazz Fest last year and French Quarter Fest, and so we tried to get it out in time for that. And uh, we did one other album called uh, Le Donna Mangiana Zucchero, and it was in anticipation for our Italy trip. So <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we decided. And on that one, was nice. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, for like both of the recording sessions that we did. Of like someone always brought donuts, so we like we named it the women eat sugar in Italian, and people were asking why, but oh, it was because yeah, Zucca. oh Zucca. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because we like there was so many donuts at that recording session, it was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 
Sometimes those funny jokes, they just don't translate. (laughs) No, no, they don't. I think that's hilarious. I don't know. Um, So you perform often around the city as well? Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a monthly at the Spotted Cat on Frenchman Street and uh, every third Friday. And besides that, I mean, we just kind of, like I said, we kind of like try and just shoot for like cool festivals or like because we're all busy with our stuff. So, you know, different festivals and stuff. So, and yeah just random stuff around the city as um like you're not you're an all you're an all women band as women musicians do you face much adversity and sexism as a group or individually from the musical community or is it are you pretty well received i mean you're all so good oh thanks we're i mean we're definitely pretty well received we we definitely like have interactions we all uh uh you know but we're kind of a united front on that which is really nice yeah and if someone really you know um i can think of <laughs> i can think of a, a few times of when you know we kind of just had to band together and be like no this isn't okay or like you know when we kind of all stood up for ourselves and it wasn't necessarily like with someone in the community or anything just like in general yeah. it's like business transactions or something and um and that's really nice to just kind of have like an instant support network <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah you, uh, we all we definitely all have our stories because usually it's just like a woman in the band right only you one, know yeah. one one woman so uh yeah it can be we all have our stories of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm sure um I, I I've only been to New Orleans once, but it seems like the the area is like teeming with musicians. So I yeah. I, I hope the community is pretty strong. Like everyone's yeah, got the we've back. been yeah we've been really supported in the community for sure. Uh, when did you when did you re- relocate down there? By the way, I moved there. So after I left the Pokey Lafarge band, I you did you toured with them for quite a while. too. Yeah, yeah I so. toured with them for three years. Wow. And yeah, it was a really awesome opportunity. Um. Though I definitely uh, didn't finish college because of it. (laughs) I mean, it's a a different kind of educational experience. Exactly. Um, um, Were there any like musical lessons that you learned on the on the road with them? It was actually more just uh, like travel lessons, and it was less less musical lessons, more just uh, life experience. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine three years. It's you know three. Must have been kind of hard three years on the road. Yeah, three you don't hear years that happening the... too much these days. Like, no, I mean, I, unless you're like, it depends. I now I know a lot of people who do who hard, you know, tour hard and like are just tour dogs their mm. entire lives, which is awesome. Not you know, hats off to them. Uh, it's definitely a, very challenging, um, but it was great. Like we we went all over the world and we did a bunch of crazy festivals and. Um, that was also a six-piece band, wow. eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was about like five to six-piece over the course of the three years that I was in. And um, yeah, he t- yeah, they took me all over, so that was good opportunities. And we did some TV stuff and did Grand Ole Opry and all that stuff, so it was fun. I still remember I was in... I was driving, <laughs> and I was listening... Years ago, I was listening to Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sounds good. And then... You know, Garrison Keillor's, you know, walrus-like voice comes on and it's like, and that was Gloria Fioranzo on tenor. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I heard that. I just like the name just jumped out at me. I'm like, I know her. What? Oh. Yeah. That was like a bunch of years ago, but I still remember I was like, I was like, get out of here. Yeah. That's so rad. No. Um, Yeah. That was, yeah. So we did, yeah, we did some cool stuff and 
Um, I was there for th with them for three years, and uh, when I quit the band, I uh, moved down to New Orleans. That yeah. was a change of scene and scenery, and seems like the place to be. How, yeah. How, how did you go about establishing yourself in the in the scene down there? Um, well, uh, definitely for the first few months, I just went out and sat in with whoever I possibly could mm -hmm. for as long as I possibly could. And, um, there was definitely some days I was just like eight hours just sitting in, oh you know, just because like just trying to get out and, you know, show my face and, um, and I was able to get, uh, I, I was, you know, I was able to ease in not too, not too slowly. So that was nice. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got the skills. It's just like new, <laughs> like, you know, finding, finding your way through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was mainly just like a hope of like, okay, like, um, there's, there can sometimes be a stigma with, uh, what they call transplants in the city. Cause the city definitely suffers with uh, gentrification and uh like there's a big airbnb scandal kind of happening oh. where like companies come in and buy houses and kind of get rid of the housing like housing for a lot oh, of people right. so, especially I'll, down in like the french quarter like, yeah. yeah i've heard about that yeah. and so a lot of people are like you know a lot of locals are like it's not it's kind of uh you know it was, you know, touchy, it's touchy, touchy subject. So, mm. um, I was just trying to not get in anybody's way and still just trying to be part of the scene, just like, you know, try and ease in and, uh, yeah. And it was, it was pretty nice. I mean, after a while, there's just so much work around in terms of like bar gigs and like, uh, private gigs and stuff that you can kind of ease in not to, and there's a lot of busking scene too. So right. I did a bit of that before, uh, when I first moved to town. So. And, uh, you play a lot around the city. I know, I believe, are you still doing that, that gig at, uh, oh, what was the name of it? Bufus? Yeah, is it where you play behind silent movies? Oh, so that's that's not uh, usually my thing. But um, yeah, I, I sometimes play with the pianist, Tom McDermott. And mm. he, that's, uh, he has that, he sometimes brings down or, like, or puts in a silent movie to play along with. And yeah. I don't always do it with him because like, uh, it's more of his. Uh, there's another woodwind player that does that with him, right. and like that's more of their thing. And it was, uh, every once in a while, I get to do it, but like okay. it's super fun. There was. It's kind of funny. I wanted to share this on the podcast, but when I was in New Orleans, I saw you were listed on the calendar as oh, being yeah. there. It was probably just a goof. You were on tour with Postmodern Jukebox yeah. at the time, but you were still somebody goofed, and you were still on the calendar there. And I showed up and it was packed and it was a silent movie thing. And I sat in the back, and this is a couple of years ago, and I have to tell this story like this. You weren't there, but I looked up and I saw you, quote unquote. I was listening for about 10 minutes and I'm like, God, she sounds great. And I'm like staring and I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> that's not her. And that was the precise moment that I decided... Okay, Ed, you need to get glasses now. It, I shouldn't have taken me ten minutes to not realize it, to realize it wasn't you. I'm bad with distances, and that was my <laughs> no, pardon the pun eye-opening experience. I was like, I literally sat ten minutes, like, God, she sounds great, and then literally, that's not her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't see. I mean, I could see it was a woman playing clarinet, yeah. but it was. It was a, it was crowded. I was in the corner. She but, has the same color hair as me. But to be like that, oh. I can you you very, you look very different. Yes. But I didn't have glasses at the time, and that was when I'm like, all right, like, okay. It shouldn't have taken me ten minutes to see that, like, because you're kind of just like, oh, she is kind of a blur, huh? <laughs> That's not good. Um, right. Okay, that was so sorry. I had to share that story. That's a great story. I'm I'm not smart. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I mean, maybe it was Russell Procope. <laughs> yeah, maybe. In a wig. In a wig. <laughs> In yeah. a wig. Uh, <clears throat> so as we briefly alluded to earlier, uh, you uh, have done a lot of touring and performing with the the ever popular super rad postmodern jukebox. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been quite the adventure. Uh, how did you get connected with, with them in the first place? Um. Yeah, that was kind of a a weird one too. Uh, so there's a promoter in Argentina oh. that just somehow like he's really into the kind of the older styles of music, and he found me on the internet and uh, has brought me over to Argentina since then. But he was with um, Gunhild Carling when oh, she yeah. was doing her videos. She's done a lot, and she's for the for those you, she's Germ she's German or she's, she's Swiss. Swiss. Okay. She's yeah, sorry. She's Swiss? I have to check. That. Swiss German? Swiss German. Swedish. I think she's Swedish. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. But she, yeah, she plays. She's insane. Go check One her out. She of, plays. I've been able to perform with her once. She's absolutely just a powerhouse. She's, and I love it. She looks so fun. She plays yeah. every instrument. She <laughs> will out energize anybody on stage and in the audience. Oh, wow. Because she's just like, she will just go, 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 go. And it's wonderful. Yeah, um, you want to see jazz bagpipes look no yep, further. Yep. Jazz bagpipes. She definitely does yeah. that. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. So so he was there with her and he showed my videos to Scott Bradley, who's the who's head of the thing. Pianist and postmodern jukebox. And yeah. Him. And also just like the, the head, head dude. The head dude. Um, and uh yeah he showed my videos to scott and also told me to email scott and be like yeah you should do this i'm like okay and so i'm like ah, why not and so i did and like yeah let's get a video and like let's uh like what's your schedule like for january i'm like whoa okay um and it just kind of all happened yeah like i went into december and um recorded the first one no surprises uh uh, went on tour pretty much a month later, and nice. this is what this is exactly that same time that I was in New Orleans, and I yes. tried to tried to come see you, and <laughs> thought I did, oh, yeah. and I was wrong. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I really love uh, the people of the company because um, it's a company, and it uh, it is a re rotating cast of just like eighty musicians and vocalists wow. like it's and and growing like they keep finding people because they kind of do this thing where they do multiple tours around the world mm. and so um yeah it's it's quite the production yeah. it's kind of like uh, Cirque du Soleil yeah. yeah several going at one time exactly it, it, wow it's, it's, yeah. that's that's pretty much the the idea <laughs> and um so every time you're on tour it's with like a new tour family and it's so much fun wow uh you've done several tours with them I've been, yeah quite a few by now um a quite, uh, like a few long ones and then a bunch of like little ones and stuff and mm. yeah there's <laughs> it's always it's always an adventure <laughs> i don't know else because it's just there's there's like 11 to 12 of us on stage yeah. and in a bus and not including um the other three crew members that are also on the bus and so it's just like all these people <laughs> on a bus for like six weeks oh, wow. and um it gets pretty crazy <laughs> i would i would imagine so yeah um, but you you've had road experience before yeah yeah um that uh, that was actually my first bus tour because with pokey uh i didn't i was before when they before they added a bus to the band oh. so we did a bunch of van touring which uh, that's a little that's less glamorous very a lot <laughs> less glamorous <laughs> 
the we had it lucky because like our van touring we had two separate vans a smoking van and a non-smoking van so <laughs> as in the non-smoking van there was there was more room so i that just kind of it pays to be healthier um in terms of uh i've always been curious about this in terms of arranging like rearranging the songs if you, if you don't know postmodern jukebox they do uh interesting clever reinterpretations of, of popular songs mm-hmm. and featuring like you said this cast this rotating cast of really unique and incredible musicians on various instruments and vocalists as well um in terms of arranging does the whole group kind of do it does scott kind of do it? it's top down or it's mainly scott um okay. though now he has a musical director named jesse who kind of helps with like arrangements for tour and also with the videos where like he'll do a bunch of like all the other arrangements for tour because sometimes they need tweaking or like some, you know the keys are off or like this section just doesn't work in the live setting but it did for the video mm. so like he has a musical uh, director to help with kind of that stuff and 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 he has done some uh now that he's just kind of a bigger part so just jesse's kind of done a lot of the arrangements too um it's a lot of scott at least especially the ones that i did it was just all him so. oh wow mm-hmm. and does he bring the songs to like the featured vocalist or is the vocalist Sometimes. sort of mentioned like i really like this one well he like i thought i thought in the beginning it would be him giving me a song but he's like hey what do you want to do i'm like uh I, there's so many there's so yeah. many yeah. <laughs> um but actually his recommendation for no surprises i really liked and I honestly i really hadn't listened to that song before i <laughs> recorded it i mean i did like when i had to uh, learn it right, but right, i hadn't right. actually like listened to it um but so that was pretty funny but i um and one of my favorite well i don't know if i should say this story um um, so uh, the song itself is pretty dark, mm. uh, um, but it was like, so the tour that I went on in January was right around the time that of the election. Yeah, it was. No, and I remember I was, I was in New Orleans, went on election day, went to the march. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, um, one of the lines is bring down the government. And like, it was great because like h- half the audiences were like, yeah. You know, because it was like right around the time that oh, it was right around the time that like, you know inauguration. Day. Yeah, exactly. It was in January. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so like half the audience like would have like an actual like physical reaction to that line yeah. in the song, and then half the audience would just get super, super quiet. quiet. Yeah, <laughs> depending on what city we were in, and I was just like, wow, this is actually a pretty cool song to be singing right now. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it was pretty poignant because like it was fun to see. Like it was interesting to see like which cities would react to it. And um, just like, you know, just to be singing and like, you know, a little protest <laughs> to be able to perform that every night was pretty, pretty powerful. I think that could have that could have worked out better. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so is um is Scott Bradley also based in New Orleans or are you no. is members of the band kind of all over the place? They're all over the place. They yeah. have like they're slowly getting some European like uh, main uh, musicians and like. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of musicians are based in Los Angeles and New York and now Nashville and me and Haruka, actually, I got her onto one of the tours. Uh, nice. She does this, she does them sometimes. So, um, she's the trombone player. She's the trombone, trombone of Shake em Up, yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she, yeah, uh, she's done one of them. Uh, so when, yeah, cause they asked me for some New Orleans musicians and I'm like, well, I have a trombone. I know some. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, matter of fact. <laughs> There's a whole city. There's no. a whole city. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I think they, they like the idea. Well, I was actually, crazy enough, I was the first woman musician in the band. 
Really? Yeah, that oh. was kind of crazy. Uh, you mean like an instrumentalist? Um, as an instrumentalist, like mm. like not because like Aubrey Logan did some with trombone. Oh yeah, like, she's on the right. Front, but she was never in the band. I was the first woman to tour and to be on uh, the videos in the band, wow. which like I'm glad that I kind of like cracked that surface because now like they have uh, Kalia, um, who's from New York, who's also a trombone player. And she's done a tour and like Haruka and like, like, yes, we can yes. get all women. <laughs> yes, yes. No. We need, so, we definitely need yeah. more women musicians. Yes. And just, you know, there's so many good ones. You just need, you know. And we need more trombone players. Well, you know, yeah, that goes, are, that goes without saying. Right? I'm sorry, trombone players. You can, no, send, you can right. send me your hate mail later. I'll give you that email address later <laughs> after the break. Well, um yeah and it's just it's interesting because like in other styles of music that we don't have this big of a problem with the gender gap uh like in classical it's actually more women now mm -hmm. than men um in bluegrass there's pretty much 50 50 really um oh. in like a lot of folk music it's yeah there's a lot of women musicians in bluegrass music um mm. and in a lot of folk music um and so, yeah, it's just jazz is is a big, is a big still. Well, still, I mean, it's getting yeah. better. It's totally getting better, totally, which totally. is great. But like, and in ro rock and roll too. Yeah, yeah. That's it's true. it's seems like it to me. Yeah. It's still it's it's uh the world is a giant old boys club and it's getting really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> that that that's it wasn't a very deep take, but it's true. Yeah, there's no. just, just, yeah. Um, we, yep. Um, so why don't we get into another track? Uh, this is going to again feature you on on clarinet and vocals. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a live recording. Yes. And how do you say this man's name again? <laughs> Norbert Susamil. Nor oh, Norbert Susamil. He's a uh, he's an he is um, he's a Danish? trumpet player uh, based in Denmark mm -hmm. from Germany, but based in Denmark. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And this is from a kind of a live tour you did, or the tour you yeah. did. This is a live yeah, from we a did. Tour you did. We did a tour in Denmark earlier this year in January, which is fairly cold, but uh, yes. really fun. Nice. And uh, he recorded all of the shows, so this is there's a whole album of it um, available on Spotify and all that. And uh, this is one of the tracks. And this one will take us up into the break. This is whenever you're lonesome.
listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Here's your San Diego jazz forecast. As always, here are the regular happenings. Every Monday, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts a jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 to midnight. No cover, and it's 21 and up. On Tuesdays, the Havana Jam is at Prohibition from 8 p.m. to midnight. On Wednesday, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his long-standing Wednesday night jam at Panama 66 in Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come down early to hear the Young Lions play from 6 to 8, featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Every Friday, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. On Saturdays, vocalist and guitarist Steph Johnson and friends also play at the Westgate from 8 to 11. Every Sunday afternoon, flutist Holly Hoffman presents the Sunday Sessions at the Handlery Hotel and Hotel Circle from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. There's no cover and your parking is validated. 
On Sunday, February 24th, catch saxophonist Christopher Holliday and his trio. The following Sunday, March 3rd, you can hear guitarist Frank Potenza with pianist Mike Wofford and bassist Luther Hughes. Now here are some jazz highlights for the coming weeks. Tuesday, February 19th, pianist Aaron Deal and his trio play at the Athenaeum Music and Arts Library in La Jolla at 7.30 p.m. Tickets at ljathenaeum.org. Over at Seven Grand, there's a jazz party hosted by saxophonist Charlie Arbeleas and friends. Music starts at 10 p.m. On Wednesday the 20th, saxophonist Gabriel Sundy's Nexus 4000 plays at the Whistle Stop Bar along with Fist Fights with Wolves. Music starts at 8.30 and cover is $5, 21 and up only. Friday, February 22nd. Pianist Mike Wofford plays with flutist Holly Hoffman at the 4th Friday Jazz Series at La Jolla Community Center. There's a reception at 7 with music starting at 8. More info online. Also that same evening, pianist Richard Thompson brings a quintet to Dizzy's performing the music of Donald Brown as well as some spirituals. Music starts at 8 p.m. Cover is $20. Saturday the 23rd, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Jacobs at Copley Symphony Hall with a tribute to pianist and composer Dave Brubeck and his album Time Out. Performing will be saxophonist Danny Janklo, pianist Josh Nelson, bassist Anna Butters, and drummer Joe LaBarbera. Concert starts at 8. Tickets available on the Symphony's website. Also Saturday, pianist Joshua White and his trio, Plus Two, perform at Dizzy's with Dean Hewlett on bass, Tyler Crutell on drums, Leonard Patton on voice, and Kamau Kenyatta on saxophone. Music starts at 8 and the cover is $20. On Sunday, February 24th, there's a very special retirement tribute to legendary bassist Bob Magnuson. That's going to be at Dizzy's at 4 p.m. with bassist Mackenzie Layton, Rob Thorson, and Sean Hickey accompanied by guitarist Peter Sprague, drummer Duncan Moore, saxophonist Trip Sprague, as well as our pianist Ed Kornhauser. There's no cover, and all ages are welcome. That same night, Tim Felton and crew host their monthly funk jam at Panama 66 in Balboa Park from 6 to 8 p.m. Check out Sundays in the Park on Facebook to see a song list and sign up. Late that evening, guitarist and vocalist Steph Johnson and bassist Rob Thorson play over at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21. On Tuesday the 26th, saxophonist Charles McPherson performs in concert at the Auditorium at the Scripps Research Institute for his 80th birthday, featuring his New York City quartet with Jeb Patton on piano, Jeff Littleton on bass, and Billy Drummond on drums. Downbeat at 7.30, Tickets are available through the Athenaeum's website at ljathenaeum.org. Wednesday the 27th, guitarist Peter Sprague and his group perform at the Rancho Bernardo Library at 6.15. Thursday the 28th, saxophonist Robert Dove brings a quartet to the Japanese Friendship Garden in Balboa Park at 7 p.m. Tickets are $30 VIP, $20 general admission, and $10 for students. On Friday, the 1st of March, Euphoria Brass Band plays for Mardi Gras at Panama 66 from 7 to 9 p.m. Also, catch guitarist Peter Sprague performing his Sanctuary Suite at the Athenaeum Music and Arts Library in La Jolla at 7.30 p.m. On Saturday, March 2nd, the Garners Trio 
featuring guitarist John Garner, plays at Panama 66 from 7 to 9 p.m. Swiss harmonica player Gregoire Marais and pianist Kenny Werner present a tribute to the legendary harmonica player Toots Thielmans at the Athenaeum Music and Arts Library in La Jolla at 7.30 p.m. Tickets available online. On Sunday, the 3rd of March, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio at the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo, playing high-energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. Dancers welcome. And finally, vocalist Leonard Patton and pianist Ed Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday engagement at the Turf Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but please be 21 or older. You're listening to San Diego Sessions. And we're back on San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company, coming to you from an undisclosed location right outside of downtown San Diego. That undisclosed location would be my apartment. (laughs) Yes, today we're at Dirty Boulevard West, a.k.a. Ed Kornhauser's apartment. A.k.a. Victory Mansions. And if you weren't here the whole first part of the show, we're here with Chloe Fioranzo, and we just heard Whenever You're Lonesome, and then under the jazz calendar, we're here at a classic deep cut Avalon, which is recorded way back in 2008. Um, And... For all our listeners who are out there, you can check us out on Instagram, see some photos and extras from the show. Our Instagram is San Diego Sessions Podcast. And if you like us, head on over to iTunes and give us a listen, maybe a subscribe, maybe a little bit of uh, reviews, some stars, something like that. Stars, yeah. Stars, stars. stars. But if you don't, you know, you can stay away. It's cool. We're cool. We're cool. Also, Spotify is big on podcasts now, so you can check us out there. Yep, you can get all our all 55 podcasts on Spotify. Yep. Also, if anybody out there has a guest suggestion for the show, or if you yourself want to be a guest or guest host on the show, yeah. you know, can't have Ed every time. No. Uh, I mean, you have, but... You... <laughs> We're stuck with him <laughs> <Yeah>. so far. <laughs> you can drop us an email. Our email address is sdsessions at gmail.com. And now, without any further ado... We are ready for the 55th edition of the San Diego 7 with my co-host Edward Kornhauser and our guest Chloe Fioranzo. Yes, this is the San Diego 7. These are seven questions we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the oh. bottom of your heart. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't worry. They're all just kind of silly. Yes. Or some of them are... Those are my favorite kind of questions. Yeah. All right. Number one. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? Um, that I wanted to go back to bed. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a that was, God, that was me too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't slept well in like a while. Oh, oh man. I'm okay. We can share stories later. Oh uh, yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine what it's like on a bus for weeks and then, or a van. Oh boy. So I, fun. Planes I, are the great best for sleeping. Planes? Planes. No, they're not. I'm oh, sorry. being sarcastic. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, really? I never sleep. Some no, people I, can I do it. Yeah. Some people can. Uh, yeah. Yep, some people I can. have to really be dead to sleep on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Uh, what was your first live jazz experience, like seeing music? Um, I believe it was either a swing dance event or the... Um, the Dixieland Jazz Fest here in town at, here the, in town at, the, in at the old convention now it's Center. called San Diego Jazz Fest or something mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's definitely like a Dixieland thing yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I went one year it's really fun isn't it fun yeah, yeah. it's just 
That's lots of bands in one space. <laughs> and uh, how old were you? I was 13. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the first. I mean, definitely a, probably a swing dance event. Yeah. Um, uh, either, either one. I can't really remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, my parents used to take swing dance lessons. And so uh, whenever they would go to like the dance parties and stuff, they would have a, a band. A band. So. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I remember you would come sometimes you would you guys would come to Claire de Lune yes. to see I was playing with a saxophone player in town named Chris Click mm-hmm. and I remember you guys always sat in the same place and I didn't know you played anything and I just remember watching you would close your eyes and you kind of moved your head around when <laughs> stuff would happen if there'd be like a drum hit or something I'm like she's really listening I'm like she <laughs> well, and then then one day Chris asked you to get up and play and I was like oh my god <laughs> she's really good oh Aww. wow that's weird <laughs> I just didn't know I didn't <laughs> yeah, know you played I just I just it's not weird but like just yeah. like I was like oh she plays oh she's really good Aww. I just didn't know I just thought you like Came with your mom. I had no idea yeah. who you were. So that was just the first time you got up and played. I was blown away. And you were probably like, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember how long ago that was. 14? I think 14. Yeah. Maybe. You played tenor. and you, yeah. yeah. I remember that moment pretty vividly. But I don't remember when it was. Just that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three. Fight. Cake or pie. There can only be one. Cake. Go. Boom. Okay, number four. There's a lot. Of- <laughs> that was the. <laughs> I love cake. Okay. Anybody who knows me, I absolutely love sweets, but cake is like. Cake wins. Best. I I don't mind pie. No, but pie's fine. Pie like pie, a good slice of pie when you want it. Yeah, it's totally good. Cake, I can have it anytime. Like of any, like the crappy cake or the fancy cake. Yeah, I am. Love cake. cake. <laughs> Team cake. What about the band cake? No, I'm just kidding. It's I, a I dumb like joke. the band cake. <laughs> Monotone, just talking. Exactly. Yeah. Could be fun every <laughs> once in a while. All right, number four. And I'm bringing this one back from Rob Thorson's episode. This is the classic question. This, this is another fight question. Yeah, this, this is another fight getting question. Getting pretty violent. Yeah, oh, this, is, oh. this is another one. This is a classic. Would you rather? Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses... <laughs> Or one horse-sized duck. <laughs> I've asked this once before on Rob Thorson's episode, but I figured it was due for a comeback. Um, it's definitely the first one. A hundred duck-sized horses. Adorable. Oh, but you have to fight them. They're I don't ill-tempered. think I would really yeah. fight them. Just I pet. would just bring a bunch of carrots and apples. <laughs> bring the little baby carrots because yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get the little tiny apples and just be like. <laughs> I I just want to I just want to bring back Rob's answer. He said he would want to fight the the horse-sized duck because he thought he could reason with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird answer. Um all right. Number 5. We're going to bring it back in the music for a second. Uh this versus that. Tenor saxophonist who excelled in both the swing and the bebop worlds, Don Bias. Versus clarinetist with an eclectic musical palette, Don Byron. Oh, goodness. I, I don't know who either of those oh, are. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, should I just, I'm going to just go with Don Bias. Okay. Yes, he's, he's team a bias. Team yeah. bias. I highly recommend checking out some of, well, Don Byron's kind of all over the place. He does everything. But he has, he has one album. I'd highly recommend checking out Bug Music. It's a lot of oh my gosh. It's a lot of small combo jazz from the 30s and 40s. Cool. So some some of the 20s. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, actually. 
I'll have to check he's, it out. He's oh, I'm sure work. you've heard some Don Byron, probably. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, but he does a lot of modern stuff. Too. Okay. I yeah. mean, he's kind of like you said, he's all over the place. Yeah, he's done yeah. like hip hop. He's done klezmer. Oh, whoa, he's done classical fun. stuff. Hip hop klezmer. Yeah. Hip hop klezmer. <laughs> that right. really popular genre. Number six. This is another this versus that, kind of like the beginning. And this is really mean of me, I think. Acclaimed San Diego-based alto saxophonist Christopher Holliday versus New Orleans-based clarinetist Evan Christopher. <laughs> oh. Um, I will go with the first one. With Christopher Holliday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a living legend. I saw Evan Christopher when I was, when yeah. I was there. He's playing with... His- I haven't met him yet. Oh really? I know. I've like I play like work with the same people, but yeah, no, I haven't met him yet. Well, there's not a lot of gigs with two clarinet players on them, and no, no, that's true. That's true. Not usually a lot of call nowadays for double clarinet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number four, and this is a free form. Number thing. four. Number four. <laughs> Why can't I count today? <laughs> All right, number, number seven. Oh. Normally it's you that does the weird number thing. I, know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, here we go. And last, not least, this is just free form. Chicory coffee. Mm, I'm not a coffee person. So. Oh well, then there you go. There then, you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing where they like coffee was kind of at a minimum, and they like mm-hmm. stuffed other stuff inside, so it was mm-hmm. kind of gross. But then some people liked it. Well, it, yeah, they and during oh I forgot which war, but during the war they ran out of coffee reserves, so they decided to put chicory and to kind of amp it up, and then like that just became the thing, huh. and so now. The, now it's you know um not like it's not like like everybody drinks it around new orleans but like you know for tourists and stuff it's like oh look at this thing it's a thing it's, it's a the local thing, thing. you got to try the local try, thing try a local thing that is somewhat local not like they'll the, like coffee shops around new orleans will have it as mm. an option but i don't really know a lot of people who drink it hmm. on the regular i just vaguely remember it <laughs> weird weird stuff yeah yeah <laughs> all right that was the san diego seven with <laughs> edward theodore kornhauser yeah. So, Chloe, you're actually here in town to, and doing a gig at Dizzy's in San Diego tonight. Yeah. Um, but that's, that will be in the past once this podcast <laughs> yeah. comes out. Yes. It was amazing. Everything it was, was great. So great. It was super packed. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, but what do you have coming up this year for 2019? Uh, gigs, touring, um, uh, television, yeah. radio, <laughs> no. mixed media? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I'll be at the Gen Conference uh, for... Uh, the Chad Jazz portion of it. Oh, wicked. Um, so that'll be fun. Where, where is that? That's up in Reno. Reno. Yeah, Reno. In January. Yeah. yeah, it was here one year. Yeah, but... It was also... I think it was in New Orleans a... last year, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh. remember just seeing a bunch of... Yeah, anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be that. And I'm going to Denmark again with a different group uh, all together. Different, different old jazz bands bring me over as a special guest. So that should be fun. Um, nice. I know that... Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, Shake 'em Up is probably has plans to go overseas again. So because we we went to Europe this summer to uh, as like for our first like actual European tour on the UK and France, so that was really fun. And hopefully we're going to do some more of that this year. And that's great. Um, yeah, bunch of good stuff. Busy year, wow. That's yeah, rad. it's just and that's like the first few months. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Oh my god, yeah. oh boy! Awesome. Oh. That'll be fun. Well, we're going to get you on the way to your gig tonight, but uh, thanks so much for coming in and yeah. hanging yeah. out with us and listening listening to some tunes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is super a, fun. It's this been is awesome, a, yeah. This is a blast. And you're, 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 
I know it's just San Diego, but you're doing San Diego proud. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. It's such a great way to kind of highlight musicians around the city. And that's great. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, And get it. So why don't you get in a a plug for your website so people can find out where all those gigs are. (laughs) Or website, Facebook, Instablam. And then uh, we're going to take it out with one last tune. Yeah, I'm on... um, uh, under my own name, uh, uh, ChloeFiorenzo.com. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have my Instagram is uh, ChloeJazz3. And yeah, you can find find me all over the social media. So. Don't, uh, don't go to ChloeJazz1 or 2. Yeah, not yeah. 1 or 2, Jazz but number 3. three. Number 3. Don't, Trinity. Uh, yeah, you can't trust those 1 or 2. Nope, nope. Just <laughs> And uh, this last this last one is Dusty Rag. What's What uh, group is this from? This is also from uh, Shake Em Up jazz band off of our latest album a woman's place Listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. <laughs>